everyone, and welcome back to the JoyClix Gamescast. This is episode 78. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, joined as always by the cozy conductor, IGN's own. Hey, 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 Kevin hey, Diaz. Hey, hey, I need that IGN drip. You know, I need, yeah, need the merch. I want to, I need a chain. I don't even like red, but I'll, I'll put up with it. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. We got a little red over here. It's mm-hmm. all right. Um, but yeah, I I uh, did announce yesterday. Uh, I'll be freelancing yeah. for IGN for the uh, video guides. Yeah, should be cool. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. I was thinking about like doing like a practice guide and like mm-hmm. picking a game that I enjoy and try to like emulate and kind of practice what it is. Even though like I know what it is, like yeah, I know yeah. the steps to it, but just to practice. But yeah, yeah, that that's a a cool development. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to that. Thank you for everyone that. We're doing uh, thank yous and all that good stuff mm-hmm. on Twitter and everything. So, I have to, to ask you because you, your position is going to be with video guide, like capturing footage is part of the deal, right? Like you, you're going to yeah. be doing that. Have yeah. you ever? Because I I feel like I do this a lot. Probably a third person game. Have you ever gone to a um like a, a high point in the game? Got a good horizon mm-hmm. shot, and then done the very, very slow like camera pan around the character, showing the field like oh, an E yeah. three shot. You know, have you done that oh. before? <laughs> when I'm not streaming, that's what I'm doing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do like slow pans and like act and like really act like I'm at E three behind the curtain, like to yeah, play exactly, the game. No. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's done that. Oh, for sure, yeah. I feel like every gamer like in the space has like done the. E3 pan. I always you know, do the E3 like pan. Yeah. At least <laughs> once in every game that I've played. I, I for sure always do that. But congratulations Iconic. once again. That's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, this is an interesting week. Kind of nothing to talk about uh, in terms of news. Like, yeah, there's updates to lawsuits. I saw for Activision, I saw some like internal uh, hiring manager this morning at Blizzard like DM'd one of their employees being like hey we don't like the thing you're retweeting it paints it like could scare off new hires well shit <laughs> i i wonder why yeah shit is the retweet itself or the contents of the retweet i, I wonder the, yeah like, I don't come know. On, man. Um, oh man so that's oh, that's man. ongoing um there's some new information about pokemon we're going to go into uh later in the episode but the main point of the show this week is going to be a gamer playing technically we're saving that for the end the discussion of kevin diaz's first playthrough of mass effect so look forward to that in the back half of the show but kicking things off patch notes abandoned last week we talked uh the app went live and then nothing happened they delayed some patch they said there was an issue with the patch which i'll get to in a second and then Friday, I believe it was Friday? Yes, it was Friday. Yes. Friday, the game, the app was updated with, let's say, a <laughs> five-second teaser that was previously tweeted on Twitter of a character in a jacket walking across a wooden floorboards in the dark. Yes. Very, some That's people true. said it was like, it looked and sounded and... It was animated very similar to the Silent Hill guy from Silent Hill 2. Um, it was also a human walking, so maybe that could be it too, you know? I don't know, but... <laughs> it was also just a, a someone that you cannot discern the identity of at all. Yeah. 
other than he's wearing jeans yeah and, and like shoes you know? you know so that's a broad a broad paintbrush we got going on but yeah so but yeah. i i was gonna send this to you i was listening to a podcast um nate the hate the podcast uh he's a nate drake is a alias for a guy on reset era who is really like on top of stuff he's in the know he knows a lot of good things um his mm-hmm. co-host um is modern vintage gamer mvg and he does a lot of retro stuff a lot of modding and he works for he's a developer um and he's worked with putting stuff stuff up on the psn before recently he, his uh team put up shante the game boy remake for the switch so like he's mm. familiar with that process there was an episode they did in the midst of all that abandoned thing last week and mvg was saying like yeah so the whole like we're trying our hardest to fix this thing right that makes zero sense if the patch went out like that's on sony's end there's nothing else the studio can do so right it's like a weird thing like well he he was doubting if there was even a patch that was released in the first place but that's what it is so i don't know if you saw that tweet imran khan of course uh x kind of funny but now fanbite i think he's uh, fanbite yeah um he said that you know one of uh the popular um people on twitter that you know posts when the PSN backend gets an update. Yeah. He'll tweet out like, "Hey, like the there's an update for X game coming out, or or at least that that's been submitted onto the network." Yeah, right. And like from there, devs can pick. Okay, I want this update to publish at this exact time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was saying like all throughout Tuesday when it was supposed to go live that the the this guy that tweets it never tweeted anything about a, a submission for an update for abandoned yeah so that just goes to show you that like even on tuesday they tweeted out like 13 minutes before noon when 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 it was supposed to go live hey guys like get ready to download the update whatever and there wasn't there was never an update yeah. that was published to playstation network it's insanity so it's insanity. It's insanity. what that tells me is that <laughs> this is crazy. this is genuinely it is a small team and there was a miscommunication something did not get out there in time and since then there's been interviews with uh hassan and a bit more discussion about the process of things i don't know where you stand i know you said you're working on a third conspiracy yeah. video yeah um yeah definitely definitely and i'm assuming it's going to touch on all this stuff oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we we I really get in the in depth of it because like there's just been so much that's happened yeah in the past like week or so you know, there's just been just so much information, but yeah, yeah, I am like, I, first off, I thought it was funny that the thing that at the end of last week that went up was that five second Twitter clip. That was like very funny. But. Oh, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was hilarious. We, we streamed it. My only reaction was just to laugh. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh my God, it was really that tweet followed by a blurred image that seemed like a table to the left, a door frame with a door, you know, but it was really blurry and yeah. it showed up for maybe like three seconds and the music that we got with that whole thing. So, yeah. yeah so that was it. at the moment, I've, I've felt this way for a while, I think. But yeah, I, I think this is just a small indie team that is in over their head. But right. We'll see what right. happens. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the faith. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep the little, you know, 
the slight slant that it is something more. Because I just, I, I just still think that just this, this whole thing is just, just does not seem small. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with 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 Shuhei tweeting about it and giving these weird emoji responses to certain people, you know what I'm saying? And like him saying that he has no idea what's going on, which I think is just a lie. Like you're you're if even if it is a small indie team, you're the head of indies. You tell me you you don't know about anything about this game that is getting this much promotion on PSN side and got a blog post to introduce this game on top of it having a real-time experience app, which no one's ever done before. Not every indie gets a blog post. So, like, I, he's lying about that. Yeah. Shot the Shuhei, but he's lying. I, he's lying, you know? I, one of the things that um, they talked about on the podcast was, like, how this was before some more of the information came out, but they were speculating like this could have just been a stunt to like sell the studios, like talents for marketing and like generating um, attention for like somebody else to come in and be like, Hey, we want to hire you. We want to work with you. Um, which I could see because unless I'm misunderstanding, I'm pretty sure if you have the money, you can get a blog post, right? Like that's what we learned from the way PlayStation treats. It's, not partners but like people that they're in business with like there's a fee for the store page i imagine the blog works in a similar way sure right but then again at the same time it's like well then what is the size of this indie dev that they're able to do a blog post but they're still using unreal rehashed assets in everything that they've shown so far Mm -hmm. i think besides that like walking clip like a lot of stuff is being rehashed. Even that ball dude with the eye patch is a it's unreal a asset. Actually, you see that? It's an unreal it five meta human. Oh, really? That's the new. That's the new world on street. That yeah. that's the new world on road. Like, I don't know. I don't, like, there's just a lot, of, a lot of shit that contradicts itself. But like, I think bottom line, I think just to end this conversation, like, like bottom line, where I'm at is on July 27th when they put out that tweet with the blur dude with the eye patch i thought at that point there's no more like giving you a pass like you that's you know what you're doing that that's where i'm at it's like once that was tweeted it's a wrap i don't care how small you are i don't care if you're a small eating team you you brought this now at this point upon yourself that's where i'm at. i think that's where we disagree a little bit because i do yeah i think it was like dumb and it was a silly dumb thing but I do think a lot of that is like, maybe it's just because I've been following Kojima for a long time. Like, I, he would never do something that obvious if it was actually him. And like, no, I feel like people who ran with it real hard. Like, yes, they shouldn't have done it in the first place because it's dumb. But I don't know. I feel like a studio getting tons of like, yes, criticism, but a lot of like shit as well because they did like a dumb fun silly tweet like i feel like that's on the people that have been like using that specific tweet is like look no question now this has to be metal gear this has to be a thing because i've i was talking about this in the discord too like this happens with nintendo people all the time like people see a nugget of something that could be a thing and they're like clearly look at this and then nothing happens of it and then the original source of a developer somebody who says they know something 
gets the hate because people amplify it saying it's confirmation and is xyz so like yeah it was a dumb thing they shouldn't have done in the first place but i think a lot of it is the people who ran with it you know like i i hear you and like obviously i'm not saying oh i'm condoning the hate that they're getting that's not yeah, what i'm saying i know you're not I'm, but i'm just I'm saying totally a lot saying of that. that comes with yeah. it you know yeah like what but it's like if you still have your pin tweet, mm. that's like, no, we're not Kojima, we're not, whatever that pin tweet says, that's like, still their pin tweet is canceling everything. Yeah. Right. And you have that as the statement. It's so much a statement that you put it as your pin tweet. Right. That when it was like, like, that is what you are leading with before even people go to anything else on your Twitter. Right. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Right. You, you do that. And then you, no, like you know that inherently and you still put up this picture that okay cool is it someone from the game that's not connected sure could possibly be it absolutely right like, and i'm not saying like Metal Gear solid has like the trademark to any white dude with the eye patch now it's always it's always going to be tied back to that that's mm -hmm. not what i'm saying either but given these specific circumstances and what and where we're at at this point and where and where we were at before this picture came out you don't post that picture you you just don't post it you just figure something else out you know yeah, like I like mean, you if you really wanted to end this whole thing mm -hmm. you would not have any other threads that anyone could pull i know people are pulling threads at no matter what they do yeah i know that's also a factor of it as well and, and like that's just the the nature of this beast but that is just too yeah, like I, bro i did see the most you know? recent article i read uh had an interview with hassan and um apparently that guy's the villain of the game and like some outlet um i saw rebecca valentine wrote a write-up about um an interview with him and basically like they said their outlet saw a couple hours of stuff from the team and they're like oh really they were like yeah whatever you think this is you are completely wrong because it's not even a horror game there's horrific elements to it but it's like survival so like that was a direct interview with him. I can send it to you after the show, but like, yeah, I know I saw it making the rounds. I just haven't, yeah. and like I haven't saved it. I just haven't gone. Okay, yeah, yeah, through it yet, and so, like read it, yeah, but yeah, I, I'm curious about what this game is still. I think it's just going to be an indie game, and I more than anything, I do think it's just a, a very serious moment for people to look inside of how they trust their sources and how they hype things up. So that's the, that's the lesson we'll all this. Yeah, I I still have no horse in this game. Never played Silent right, Hill. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I have a horse if it's Kojima because now I'm really looking more to what he's what he makes, whatever. Now, mm -hmm. um, but because like I'm just here for the I'm just here for the madness. If it I'm just is Kojima, I feel like he's it's lost me. If it is, if it truly is Kojima, what? nah, no, because all this is nah. dumb. All I'll this is dumb, and yeah, it's but like, that's nothing like he'd ever dumb. do. But like that's 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 the point. Like who 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 really cares today? Exactly. If this yeah, ends off I, with a, mm -hmm. if this ends off with it being Kojima, we're all gonna play it. It's fine. It's well, fine. Yeah, I fine. mean like po fine, post you know? Death Stranding, where great. I feel like he lost me a little bit, like a little little bit. Um, and then also if this is his idea of viral marketing, after like the man who completely lied about Metal Gear Solid Two, the man who did all of the stuff with PT and all these other things, like that stuff felt reserved. This feels like, hey, 
look at us. And like, I, I really think if it is Kojima, I'll just be like, I, you know what, man? Are you a little old for this? I mean, are you a little past this part of your career, man? Maybe we stop doing this because it's not working. I, I think if it is Kojima, I mean, for you, if you're getting off the boat, that's fine, Christian. You know, I'm a, I'm a wave to you, bro. I'll still play it for I'm sure. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I just think. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? It's yeah. it's gonna be exciting as hell. Mm-hmm. But I do feel you on like yeah, like like this is a little bit insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, but when we think back to Phantom Pain, he literally had a dude interviewed by Jeff Keeley in a in a mask head wrap thing. Like, I thought that was pretty insane. Looking back on it, not being in the moment during that time, I thought that was pretty insane <laughs> yes i don't the know only thing like, i'll I say that was wild. is it feels like like that like that was wild and it worked because nobody had ever done anything like that before this is like it feels That's like right. it's That's trying right. to do that again and kojima i say what you want about him i don't think he would repeat himself because i don't think he has in terms of his approach to doing stuff because pt came after Moby Dick Studios, and that was still a fake out, and that was a different way to handle that whole thing. So, I don't know. It's just it's a weird thing. We'll see what comes of it. Is, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the update on Abandoned. Uh, in terms of games, got a couple things to shout out. I will say I started War for Wakanda, the Black yes. Panther expansion. You were, you were streaming that on the old uh, twitch.tv slash chun2d2. There will be full thoughts on Excelsior this weekend, but I'll say so far I have played about three hours of it from the progress bar on the quest line. It looks like it's about smack dab in the middle, so somewhere floating around 50%. Um, Wait, uh, how many hours you said? Three. Okay, so we're looking about like six, seven? Probably about give or take yeah something like that okay. so um yeah so far i really like how black panther plays i think his play style is a really good it, it it's funny because we all all kind of were hoping he'd be a mix of like cap and black widow and right. he kind of is but he's managing to not feel like them like either of them or even the combination in a weird way like he still feels like a new archetype of a character to play in this game and i think that comes down to his moves um he can close gaps very well i'd say probably better than anybody else um because he has a pounce ability that lets him leap pretty far and then he pins them to the ground and you can choose to either do a few slashes at someone's face or vault off of them and create a like an energy blast right they designed his r2 ability like his intrinsic you know the thing tied to the meter yeah yeah they designed that to incentivize parrying because every character can parry if they click r2 as they're about to get hit nobody parries we just dodge uh black panther so far parrying i have been dodging a lot just because of like muscle memory but parrying has been very very helpful especially with the new enemy types that um kind of wall you out from beating them the way you normally do which is mostly just combos now it's a lot more situational waiting for your time to attack because of some new gear they put into the the game some new elemental stuff all of it so far is working very well i think the biggest 
craze to throw their way is Wakanda feels like the most well-realized environment because yes it's jungle stuff but like the, the Russia in the main game it's like flat snow area yeah that's really bad I think of the city even like I do not like the way city just feels like an amusement park version of a city like it's very it just very feels like condensed. so born yeah it feels like a mini yeah it feels like the size ratios are not are not right i don't right. know i feel weird in that city space though mm -hmm. so it's it's good to hear that like wakanda feels more fleshed out and more um more like a real environment you know what i'm saying yeah and through some areas in the game already have like a, a tram system to get from one part of the map to another um basically like just their sideways elevators for the game cool. black panther has that in wakanda and they're contextualized in an interesting way it is like within an underground area so it feels like there's this underground network to all of wakanda so the level design i think is great the voice acting is fantastic christopher judge is doing a very good job as t'challa um, the entire voice cast is doing a great job and he plays very very well i am having a blast unlocking his abilities and getting better and using more combos and i'm looking forward to finishing it so that's cool that's cool i saw a, a clip from one at fascinated jack jack martin um where one of the npcs in wakanda says wanda yeah so Did there's you see that clip? yes i was like Oof. there's okay. a character in okay. the circle of characters from wakanda who's spiritual he uses like mystical arts kind of and he's uh tuned in to the astral plane and when i saw the clips initially i was like is he just talking to like wanda through some dimensional gateway and then the hype got to me and everybody and it's like no it's a bug this game has had bugs before it's a bug it's leaking dialogue for when wanda walks into that room when you're playing her um and then more clips came out of that same character saying loki and doctor so oh shit I, think, I didn't know that. Yeah, So, and there's also, like, I think somebody found a reference to Wong, and your ancient one was something. So, like, I think it's actually not a bug, and I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed that this is just this character communicating with other mystical users in the Marvel Universe who will likely come to the game down the line because they were all on that leaked character sheet from pre-launch. So, uh that's really cool yeah still exciting probably doesn't mean that wand is like next up but i imagine she would hit the game i imagine strange would hit the game too so yeah stuff to look forward to. that's cool that's cool that's uh cool. tell me about your final thoughts on lego builders journey yeah um not much to say um just that i i i beat it it was it's super cool i really recommend it to everyone that you know uh there's there's gameplay online of it running on steam on like a really high-end pc and it looks insane mm -hmm. like it does not look like that on the phone mm -hmm. i promise but it still looks really good on the phone like mm -hmm. like it looks good but oh my god it looks like a it looks like a whole different thing on the pc um but i actually found some of the end bits honestly bro pretty challenging i was like yo what the hell do i do here and then like it, just one little spark happens and then you're able to figure it out but I found the end bit to be pretty challenging in terms of puzzle games. Like I don't I would I wouldn't consider myself like super good at puzzle games, but 
uh yeah this one was pretty tough overall but we we got through it it's a cool little game i recommend it if you have apple arcade it's on there it's on steam i assume for a very low price i don't know what the price is but i, I assume it's low um and it's not just three hour experience really 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 good music you know i like the puzzles overall even though they do get pretty challenging towards the end um but yeah just want to just end off that right there cool game cool game cool nice. game Definitely. Are you are you big on puzzle games? Yeah, you know, not 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 really. Like I like I, I never played The Witness. I know that's a really big one. Um, no, nah, I just not not particularly. No, not yeah. Really. You, you, would you say yeah. you're more into the Uncharted puzzles, where it's like this is entirely laid out for me. It's barely a puzzle, and I just have to do the thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess you want to phrase it like that. Yeah, just like I, mean, I don't what like they seek are, out, right? You don't have to like look <laughs> yeah, for an answer. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. there's that one thing there that hasn't been in any room so far, and there's a hole or, roughly the size over there. Okay. Or I mean, or I mean, like in the original trilogy where it's just like the answers are literally in his in his uh book. Yeah. It's like a journal, and you just look at the answer there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like I. I I don't like seek out puzzle games necessarily, sure. but if there's a puzzle in the game, that's whatever. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. You know, whatever. Like, yeah. So it was cool though. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I have been enjoying a game as well. I'm about seven hours into it. I wanted to finish it by this recording, but life happened. So next week mm. I'll have to have it done because its sequel is about to come out. That is Psychonauts. Indeed. So. Indeed. I'm seven hours in. This is one of the funniest games I've ever played. Um, I think the writing is very, very good and is surprising the hell out of me for a game that released in like the early 2000s. Like, I think good writing is... I think good to great writing is like kind of rare in games, even rarer for earlier in the 2000s. Um, But when something is kind of timeless from that time and translates really well i'm impressed by it you know like i think metal gear has the benefit for the most part of uh fitting into that camp some scripts from some rpgs i think fit really well like chrono trigger i know there's been relocalizations of it but like that aged i think well in terms of holding up as a really good well-written story psychonauts has just like a wittiness to it that i really like um it is kind of an irreverence to a lot of it as well like it's just kind of weird and i kind of really love it and the humor is fun it's focused on kids at a summer camp that are trying to learn and train as psychics so mm-hmm. it plays with a lot of um i guess like summer campy kid tropes uh, I'll say the one thing that didn't hit with me, um, mainly because it's like, okay, this was made in the early 2000s, is they rely a lot on the whole like summer camp Indian burial ground trope pool of like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of corpses underground and that's why there's all these weird things happening at camp. Like, uh, I feel like <laughs> maybe it was even dated at the time, but right. that didn't hit and that was a bit like a okay yeah this is an old game um but outside of that i really do think a lot of the humor hits really well there's this coach who very early on in the game 
is revealed to be the villain and he's like stealing kids brains so he can put them into tanks and have this like psychic nuclear weapon facility and it's just really really charming and um i didn't expect to be laughing at a platformer in the year 2021 that is a game from again the early 2000s but outside of the writing which i do think is excellent um the actual gameplay is very fun um each world takes place in this psychic network where you'll meet a character they are teeing up the final push of the game and the most probably like a half the levels are patients at an insane asylum that's been abandoned so you go there you see them you need something they have in the real world you can throw like a little doorway onto them and then you go into their mind that's the level so like there's this one character who's dressed as a security officer and he's like i need to find the milkman um so you open the door and then you come out in this like 60s sort of uh suburban neighborhood but it is on this street that is like messing with gravity so like you can be walking up on a street that goes just straight up and then it's upside down and you can like jump between them on the different layers like it's very very creative and i had a feeling i would love it as long as it worked and i definitely do and i'm Super excited to play the second one when it comes out uh, in about a week. Cool, so, cool. Very Sounds fun. good. Sounds good. I'm, 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 I'm sure it's fun, like gameplay wise. I just, I'm sorry, like you know, I just can't with that art style. I can't, I can't do it. I don't like the Tim Burton, like, I, I can't. I just mm-hmm. can't do it, Christian. I'm sorry, I can't. No, I like, get it. I'd be more, like. I'd be more down to try like a fantasy game, really, than like deal with that art stuff. Like, there's just something about dude. It's it's not like I I'm not even trying to be mean. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like one of those things that like it's damn. I have I have a lot of those little things. Like one of them is okay. One is a weird one. Follow me down this road for a little bit. One's a weird one. I don't like when like you're at a pool function, right? You're at the beach perhaps right or if you were a kid you were at the you know kids party there's a pool involved you know what i'm saying you're on the east coast so maybe you know i know pools are kind of scarce there but you know what i'm saying um we have pools and you see no i know y'all have pools but like it's not like as a prevalent thing kevin there's a right? pool probably like i would imagine my house yeah there's pools like i'm 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 30 feet from a pool well yeah your complex, complex probably you know what has I'm saying? one but I'm on like generally speaking, <laughs> I feel like per capita there's less pools than maybe East Coast and sure West Coast. yeah you know what I'm saying that's, that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying I just I just recognize that <laughs> but um <laughs> um I don't like seeing like people's backbones like there's just something in my soul that I just can't I can't do so like this art side right here, yeah this right here I I, I can't do it mm-hmm. M- maybe maybe a past variant of mine has a phobia i don't know i i just can't i can't do it yeah i, I, I can it. understand it's definitely i don't think there's any other game that looks like this but it definitely is that like like you mentioned like burton-esque art style yeah. yeah um i i think it looks charming and i think it honestly i think it helped the game age because intentionally making a lot of these things asymmetrical and i guess very very bold um 
they didn't go for realism clearly so like it's not being dragged down by like oh we tried to make humans and kids and 2004 yeah, you yeah, know like for sure so i i do really like the art style and i think from what i've seen of the sequel the up-to-date version of this art style i think looks great so i'm very excited to see all the levels and uh the characters yeah. so yeah that is just where we differ mm -hmm. for sure for sure so they're actually do you remember there was a psychonauts vr game actually i had no idea yeah, it came out a couple of years ago. I think that's the last thing I'm going to use the PSVR for before I pass it off because um, I need that context, you know? That's the mm. the bridge mm. that gaps one and mm. two, so I got to experience that before <laughs> next week. Hey, there's a new shooter called Fract that's getting pretty good praise on PlayStation VR. Have you really. seen anything from that? I just saw some like, passing tweets about it, but Fract, his name was? I have not heard it's of it, good shooter. but oh, well. my VR has been boxed up for like 13 months, so I tried I Squadrons for like a day, and that was it, but... I hear you. I hear you. Um, is there anything else you want to shout out for games you're playing besides Mass Effect? We'll save that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's say Mass Effect. Um, oh, yeah, you know what? Let me give a little love, a little, a little shout out. Last year's, you know, best multiplayer of the year of course Rogue Company. among us you, know you mean among us saying. the game you, know you awarded for best you know multiplayer you know hey listen you know within the joy clicks council you know i i perhaps made some diplomatic choices that i had to you know i had to make sure you know because it was only me with Rogue company but it was two with among us so i gotta i gotta go with the winning team on some choices there <laughs> you know i'm gonna have some uh Makes some behind those talks kevin but, you know but of course my 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 heart and soul really Screams Rogue Company from for mm. multiplayer 2020. Uh, season three just came out. Cool. Uh, they did a nice, uh, not like you UI overhaul like Avengers did, which is definitely more substantial. But they did a nice like redesign, mm -hmm. and I really like the look of it. Um, they made some changes to different rogues and different gameplay stuff and everything. Um, but I'm I'm back there enjoying that. You know, I always pop in here and there. So just want to give a little shout out to Rogue Company. You know, a fresh season is there. Very new nice. battle pass, you know, all that good stuff. So there's a new rogue as well. Oh, cool. Shout out to Rogue Company. Big fan. Very nice. Uh well, you hear about this? You hear about what? This morning there was a Pokemon Presents. It is the longest one they've done so far. There were a few updates on some mobile games. There was Pokemon Unite got dated officially for mobile phones that is coming to phones on september 22nd you can pre-register cool. now for some cool stuff i'm still playing this couple matches in a week with some friends um it's all right if you like i mean i don't even know if you have to like pokemon to enjoy this because this is it's just a moba so Ooh, i have a question mm -hmm. is this taking the mantle oh i'm not sure if there was one prior but would you consider this baby's first moba probably you know yeah okay interesting so okay. i don't know if there was an easier introductory moba in the past but this seems way less high stakes than league even right. like i'm playing ranked mostly and even then it's not super intense so right i've definitely got stomped a couple times but <laughs> um they announced new characters coming to the game specifically new pokemon mamoswine a favorite of mine he's a woolly mammoth he's very cool he's coming to the game as well as Sylveon, the fairy version of Eevee. So those are hitting the game soon. Pokemon Cafe Remix 
is a updated version of Pokemon Cafe, which is just basically like a, a matching game. I think that's on Switch and mobile. And then we got to Pokemon Go, which is celebrating its five years this year, which is wild. That was five years ago that thing happened. Did you oh ever God, walk around for Pokemon Go? I did, actually. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. I did. Yeah. Summer. Listen, summer 2016 was mm -hmm. was was our pinnacle. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything downhill is just it's just everything's been downhill out Everything's been downhill since that. There was just a culmination of humanity that I think a lot of it we we, we really got to give it to Pokemon Go. Yeah, that sure. that summer felt different. No, it, it was a very distinct summer. It was it was great. Yeah. Music was popping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember with Pokemon Go, um, one of the first nights, pretty much everybody I knew in my hometown was like walking on Main Street at like ten thirty at night, like just Insane. catching Pokemon. Yeah. Was crazy and like some cops pulled up and they were like i was in a group of some of my friends were like what is everybody doing <laughs> and we were like you see <laughs> some this pikachu down by town hall and <laughs> the focus it's rare it's a, it's a and, gym <laughs> yeah what it's a, it was a weird oh, time man. oh weird time. man no like people were outside mind you again summer in arizona is is you don't go outside mm -hmm. between the hours of like 10 and like six yeah, you know, but we we were outside. We were, yeah. we were. It was crazy. Good stuff. So we got the exciting stuff as well in the back half. We got two updates on the next two Pokemon games: Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, the Gen Four remakes hitting on November nineteenth, and Pokemon Legends Arceus, who is coming to the console January twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. Let's start with the remakes. These are remakes that people thought were just going to be one-to-one -one based off of the grid-based layout of it, but this presentation, I think, um, and it seems the consensus agrees with me, these are some pretty major changes for a remake. Okay, I see. Um, map layout, mostly the same, yes, but they are adding buddy Pokemon, which were really only in like a handful of Pokemon games where... Whoever your favorite is, you can select them to be the top of your party, and mm -hmm. they will traverse the overworld with you, like, outside of their Pokeball. They'll be walking and, like, trailing behind your character. And in the more recent ones, when you're walking with them, they can pick up items. They can be like, hey, I found this thing. They can interact with the environment. You can talk to them. So that was a feature that was not present in the original Diamond and Pearl will now be in the game which is exciting. It's a fan favorite feature. Um, trainer customization. This is a staple for the more recent games in terms of being able to pick out your outfits. Um, I want to say the 3DS games are the ones that added choosing your skin color, but obviously that's here. Um, Diamond and Pearl, though, came out before that era, so Diamond and Pearl is getting... Er, sorry. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl are getting the skin color choice as well as outfits. So typically in the Pokemon remakes before, there's the main character. You can't change that because that was the character design. I know you played Sword and you were able to customize your dude, right? You made him have somewhat of a fit, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, I forgot what he looked like, but it was probably blue and yellow something, probably. Sure. Yeah, it was, it was blue and yellow something, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't remember if he could change his skin tone. 
I think you could pick at the beginning of the game. I'm pretty sure you could pick. I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't remember, but it is cool to see it here. You know, Mm -hmm. it's always cool. It's always cool, but yeah. Um, but yeah, they did bring trainer customization to the game, which again was not present in the original. Kind of became a fan favorite. They're retroactively doing it. Um, it's not going to be to the extent as it was in Sword and Shield, where you can literally choose everything. It looks like it's following the Let's Go template of, hey, you can find specific outfits and maybe you can mix and match like neck down and then hats. That's probably what we're going to be dealing with. But still, I kind of hate the basic trainer design in Gen 4, so it's nice that I can switch that up. Because other right. than that, I really love this generation. And the very exciting thing is Gen 4 has this thing called the Underground, where you go underground and you can mine for items, fossils to turn into Pokemon. Um, you can find things to sell. You can find rare gems. You can find a bunch of different things in the Underground for like mining mini games. And I believe in the original, you could still do this. You can make a hidden base underground where you can have like a PC to access your Pokemon. You can have like posters, collectibles, things you can buy in the shops and decorate a base that your friends can visit. And this just like fun making a secret base, your kids, right? Yeah. Now, only in this game, depending on certain settings you implement in your hidden base, the underground will spawn dungeons. So, depend like let's say I put a Blastoise poster on the wall, uh, yeah. and I go outside of my base in the caverns of the underground, I see a little doorway that pops up. I go in there, and then I'm just in this underground, snow-filled terrarium full of Pokemon walking all over the place. Because, like, that's just a new system of the underground, and there's certain Pokemon you'll only be able to catch that way, I don't know if they will be harder, but I imagine it's going to be a interesting place to farm for your high-level Pokemon. So it's cool. It's a very new system that has never existed in the series before, let alone the original. So it also got a visual update, so it does not look as plasticky anymore. So okay, yeah, yeah. I think like overall, like taking a step back, I feel like when we first saw these, I I think like a lot of people were let down on some choices that they made do you think like after seeing this people are like overall more positive on this like did they not like they make changes based off of you know criticism because it it wasn't that long ago but Mm -hmm. um do you think what they revealed is uh you know making the people happy i guess i could say as far as features go i have seen nothing but excitement and positivity about the things they're implementing in the game Um, There is still a question of if the essentially goatee version of this generation, Pokemon Platinum, some of the story elements, if those will be brought into this game, we don't have a real answer yet. But other than that, and just the people who are just going to hate the art style because they hate the art style and they want it to be like realistic. um, Other than those couple things, nothing but positivity today. So cool to hear. Very exciting stuff. Um, yeah, because this is uh, something that I am gonna play. Mm-hmm. I made a deal with my cousin. I, I made a deal with my cousin. I played this. He plays FF7, so mm-hmm. we're, you know, I'm uh, looking towards this game. I do need to watch the actual conference. Sure, should should have done that before. But Mass Effect had to be beaten. You yes. know what I'm saying? So, I'll say, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure, like, obviously, I think the, the original game is iconic of, like, the OG, mm. OG like, red and blue. But right. in terms of the hours put in, I think Gen 4 is the one that I have the most time in because I really, really love this one. So Yeah, that that's what my cousin said, too. And, like, we're all a similar age, so I think it's... Do you think it's probably, like, more of an age thing, kind of? Like, because that's what I feel like in the COD scene where it's, like, you know, there, there are people like us that like the CODs during that era as we were mm-hmm. growing up and there's people that regard like black ops 3 as like iconic you know yeah. it's like oof like you're like 12 probably yeah i you know? think that's part of it for sure because like i was still playing gen 3 when these I, like i was playing 4 and 3 and i'll always replay one because i just love replaying that original one but right four i think has some really awesome designs the story's really cool all of the legendaries are really fun and exciting and the post game is really good so yeah there's a lot of reasons and gen 4 as far as i'm aware is kind of a popular choice i see i see did you have a you had a ds right yeah i did Mm -hmm. Did i had um a ds light and a regular ds i think i have both are you familiar with any of these special edition DS lights? Oof. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I know I had a white one. I had okay. a white DS light, pure, pure white. Okay. Because no, it, yeah. with Diamond and Pearl originally, there was a Onyx Black DS light. And Oof. on the foldover cover, you know, the one with the two screen um, mm-hmm. symbol on it? Yeah. There was the two legendaries, Dialga and Palkia, in like a, a gold outline for one of them and like a silver outline for the one for one of them. Okay. Against the black. That looks clean. Oh wait, I think I saw what you're talking about. Yeah, so there that was yeah. the DS light that came out with those games. And for the remix, they're making a switch light that has that same exact design. And it yeah. looks really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. My my homie retweeted it. Oh my god, I'm trying to find it just to see it again. Yeah, it looked clean. Yeah. Yeah, right here. The uh yeah, I see it right now. Yeah, that is a nice looking switch light. Mm-hmm. That looks fire. Yeah. Super clean. I don't know if you've held a switch light, have you? I actually haven't. No, not yet. I think not it's yet. insanely comfortable. I really love mm-hmm. the form factor of that thing. So I'm just right. waiting for like a forest green Zelda one. But this one is tempting. I kind of, I kind of want this one. Yeah, that one looks real clean, bro. That one looks real clean. That one, mm-hmm. that one looks real, real clean. I like that look. Sure, I like it. Uh, the other game they showed though, Legends Arceus, uh, same region as Diamond and Pearl, except it's taking place in the ancient past. Uh, they got some more solid gameplay footage from there. A lot more contextual reasoning of things. If memory serves. Upon the reveal of both of these games in like February, you said you had more of an interest in this one, Legends. Oh, like which of the two? I um, because this was the like Zelda Breath of the Wild yeah. one, you know. Yeah, I I feel like I'm a little bit more partial to like the Gen Four remake just because like I've I've had so many people in my life like you know talk about Gen Four and like mm-hmm. really hype me up to play that remake and like sure. experience that. It's I think just up to this point been like a lot of just like, oh, we'll we'll see how Arceus goes, okay. you know, but like um, so like, I don't know if I like that much more hype for it. Sure. Um, to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of surprised that they're they're planting a flag on 
January twenty eighth. I, yeah, I kind of well, feel like that game was 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 poised to get delayed. I don't know. But. Yeah, well, I was surprised because based off of everything they showed today, I think it looks great. I think everything that Pokemon fans like myself have dreamt of our entire lives of like what an adventure, like big scale open world Pokemon game would be. It's kind of right. this because there's no multiplayer. It's single player only. There's no gyms. It is the objective is you're going out into the world to document the pokemon and some of the systems that play and how you do that are incentivizing actually catching them all because like in the games that's never the thing that's just a slogan for the like the anime um mm. but the idea of going to the world and creating the first encyclopedia of pokemon you're incentivized to be like hey i see a new one that i don't have yet let me catch it i can write down information about it and i can uh, have it join the team but there's some really interesting stuff at play where there's kind of some like hardcore rpg stuff going on like more so than any of the other pokemons i played where you have your four moves for your pokemon but now there's like battle stances so like you can choose to incentivize like agility or strength for each attack and that can influence your um your battle flow they're also showing the turn order on the side of the screen and no Pokemon game has ever done that. Like some seriously hardcore, like Shimagami Tensei stuff, is the one that lays out the turn order. Um, oh, like it'll show like, hey, like this enemy is gonna go next. Yeah, like that. So you can kind of like plan ahead of time, like and know yeah. the move set. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So there's that. Okay. To our knowledge, there's no other trainers, but there are wild Pokemon that can be very aggressive and like knock you out, like. <laughs> <laughs> there's a dodge roll in this game kevin because you can be walking through a field and then this giant rhinoceros could just charge at you and like hurt you and if you get hit too many times you pass out and you get sent back to camp i really want a pokemon to just pull up on me yeah and just and just yo, and it, it's not even me. just like hitting you either like there were some pokemon that were doing some thunder attacks on these trainers like that's hilarious yeah so you oh, could man. you could choose to like manually take up one of your pokemon from your team out of your bag and then throw it on the ground and then it'll come out and then you initiate battle that way like the show not like any of the games right. um or you could just run away so there's a lot of options and it's like you can choose to battle pokemon to weaken them to catch them you can go stealth mode and if you just sneak up on them and you're stealthy enough you can throw a pokeball and then they're caught you don't even have to battle them so like it feels very fresh and feels um surprisingly um rpg for a game yeah, yeah. that i feel like is typically like obviously pokemon is meant for anybody to hop in but i'm trying to think of a kid playing this one and i think they would get stomped by a a ride on and then cry and then never play it again like i think this could be a hard game potentially right right so right yeah that's really interesting mm -hmm. that's really interesting. now i assume they showed gameplay yeah right? there's like, a good assume, good yeah. few minutes yeah. of gameplay out there now um can you speak to obviously 60 frames is going to be impossible right um is it is it looking a little more stable oh it looks very time? stable it, yeah Okay, good. Okay, I, if mm -hmm. yeah, now the the 
best outcome, I feel like, is probably a very, 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 very stable 30. Probably, you know yeah. I, I couldn't did really it, tell it from stable? the stream, but I, like what they were going for, but it didn't really look like anything was faltering. It looked pretty solid. Um, okay. And again, this is just a slice of the game, so yes, I imagine right. there are probably a couple... Like, Breath of the Wild has one specific area where... Like, game runs pretty solid post-launch with a few patches in it. No real consistent dips, except for one area. Some people, it hits, like, 13 frames. Like, it is... Yeah, that's... that's. Thankfully, there's no combat there. It's just walking into, like, meet an NPC. But, yeah, like... I imagine there will probably be an area like that in this game, but from what they right. showed, looked way more fluid and stable than February. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Also, there's mounts. There's mounts now. You can ride on like a deer, like a, a buck. You can ride on a bird. You can ride on a fish. You can fly. There's a flying mount. There's a lot of stuff you can do in this game. That's surprising me. Are those mounts like other Pokemon? Or yeah, just, it's, like, it's a Pokemon. You just hop on. Cool. Can I ride Charizard? I don't know. I don't know if Charizard's in the game. Mm. But, Good, point. Good point. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing more. Um, <clears throat> and that's the pin I'll put in this now. I think it could be potentially a challenging game. Um, Interesting. Speaking of putting cool, a pin though. in things, cool. Kevin, yep. uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut hits this week. You want to do a quick time capsule? What are you thinking? Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for it. Honestly, I'm kind of mad. At the fact that you can buy the $20 upgrade to the Director's Cut PS5 version, right? But you still need that $10 one that they haven't published yet. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking... F- See, like, this is already confusing as fuck. I'm, I'm waiting for the $30 option to just pay one time. That'll give me the Director's Cut upgrade and the, the PS5... Um, uh uh upgrades as well yeah yeah uh but that's not publishing until friday so i can't even preload it you know what i'm saying so that is that's like a very first world problem because like if you you wanted to pre-order you could just do the content and then buy the thing at yeah and then just update right yeah because like my my like hope was to i was gonna play through act one and then go to Iki Island, just to kind of like get the context of it. Now it's like I probably just won't do that. To be honest, like I'll probably just. And I know what happens in Act One. It wasn't that long ago. Like mm-hmm. I know what happens there, you know. Um, but I kind of want to do that first and then play the Iki Island stuff. But oh well, I'll wait. But uh, overall, I mean, we have the embargo lifting tomorrow. You know, we'll see how it goes. I'll probably do a stream in the morning on uh, the channel tomorrow to just go over some of the review realms that people are saying and everything and how people are feeling about Iki Island. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, I mean, I follow Tony Polanco, right. And like, he has a funny way of like talking about embargo stuff without saying anything that breaks the embargo, you know, uh, he, he did a very similar thing with Ratchet and Clank. So I think that we're going to get a good experience out of Iki Island. You know, I think it's going to be a good small little thing to get into. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be the, obviously the most like expansive thing in the world. It's a small, like small islands, but you know, it's the size of one of the acts and goes to Shishima. So I'm assuming, you know, maybe eight, 10, maybe around there, maybe less of you more. Um, but they do stand by like the 15, 20 hour, like completion to hundred percent everything. 
which I guess I could see that, right? Remembering my platinum run and like how each act took definitely a little bit to get all the animals and like all the different things that you you had to do in that area. Um, so I think it checks out, but we'll see. You know, uh, this is gonna follow some sort of dark past between Clan Sakai. Jin and the nature of Iki Island, of this island being a haven for smugglers and thieves and everything. And um, I question why is there a Fort Sakai there? That's really interesting to me. Like, there's there like seems to be some sort of deep tie and like dark past with this island and who it houses and Clan Sakai itself. Like that all sounds really cool. I wonder what they're gonna you know. Uh, cook up their story-wise and everything, and um, how it also adds context to the events of the main game, you know? So, I think it's gonna be really cool. I think it's gonna be really cool. I'm definitely excited for it. Um, and yeah, I'm just, yeah. I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, too. Like, I, I assume you'll you'll be playing it as well, you know, for sure this weekend. I'm not playing but... it this weekend. Oh, damn, okay. So, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm okay. waiting for when I feel the call. Uh, I might hop I into you. Legends to try out that new mode, maybe, some of my friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, is that too? Because that should be updated on Friday when I just turn it on. That should be there. But, um... Yeah. Actually, wait. I think that was September 3rd. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, I think you're right. I know the sub September 3rd is when it... Br oh, wait, no. You know what? I think you are right. I think the mode's coming September 3rd. Okay, yeah. But yeah. Hard mode yeah. raid, I know they want to hop into that, so I might check that out, but... Cool. cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine waiting. Um, there's a few things that I'm trying to catch up on for other like new game releases, like No More Heroes Three and Psychonauts. Uh, would like to catch up on those before I revisit DLC. Um, right. And I, I can do that in like November, December. I'm not in a rush because uh, I I, I love Ghosts and I put a ton of time into it last year, but I can wait. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Um, there you go. Do you think they will fix the worst problem with the game in that there's no good uh, reference to Cole McGrath? Do you think that's coming with the DLC? It's a good question. Sly Cooper's got some we'll cool see. stuff. Sly Cooper got an, an entire yeah. armor set. Yeah. I thought there was something... Isn't there something Cole related? Is there? I mean, like, it's hard. I mean, you know what? No. Fuck that. They they got Sly Cooper in there. <laughs> like... I Samurai armor no... set, yeah. That's just hmm. painted like his jacket. Some that's like gold it, and yeah. yellow type thing. Yeah. Okay. With some black okay. and white, like maybe one sleeve some has lightning some like light, blue yeah. lightning. One sleeve has some red one. Red like... lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that. I see that. Okay. They can do it. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. I'm sure they're gonna figure it out. You know. I'm sure they're gonna chance. figure it out because yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. Watch it be Delson. This is a Delson reference in the game. I if think. Isn't there? There's a second sun mm. headband. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, there is a second sun headband. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's in row that's, instead of Colmograph. That's that's pretty egregious. Sucker also. Punch has one miss with me, and it is second sun. That is it. Everything else, mm. good mm. to great. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Is there anything? Let's see. So. It's like origami uh, in the game somewhere, Easter I think. The Easter egg came in the form of allowing players to replace Sly's cane. Oh, wait, no, that's that's in the Sly Cooper game. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember something. But maybe I... 
I am thinking about the second son headband. I, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, which it's yeah. 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 Make it right. I wouldn't I wouldn't even call Second Son necessarily a miss, but it's just like it's a know, miss. It's a it's a it's it's just a whatever game. A no, miss. like I'm with you. Like 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 you know, it's a whatever, but it's a know. seven. Um Quick Damn. other quick Damn. uh time capsule. Twelve minutes comes out finally, uh tomorrow. Yeah. Some mixed reviews though. Have you been seeing those? I have. I saw Greg Miller said I loved it. It has some problems, yeah. but I loved it. And I saw Blessing be like, I hate this. And then a blessing hated it. Roger hated it mm-hmm. too. Like, um, yeah, I'm like, damn. I think it's interesting. I think the Metacritic is that like, I think it's a 78, 79 or something like that. But what I find interesting is on the review roundup, I saw Nibel tweet on GameSpot, who is typically very harsh. GameSpot gives a lot of sevens to games that get a lot of eights and nines, like consistently. Right. GameSpot right. gives a nine. Like I, I read the Twinfinite review hell? as well. It had a four and a half out of five. Like, I'm very Damn. interested to play Twelve Minutes. I just yeah, obviously I will be playing it. Um, I don't have anything I can play with. I think as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, it it always looked interesting. This this time loop story, you know, um, in spite of the cast, or whatever. Like I just think like the the core concept itself was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. I'm excited to hear more impressions on it though, and just see like where and why we're seeing this like really aggressive like clashing of different views. I, you know, like from the the discourse yeah. I've heard, it sounds like there's some story choices that are very polarizing. Um, because hmm. it's like it's a thriller, so like there's some probably bad things that happen, and maybe they don't land for some people. I don't know, but I'm excited to check it out. Um, if I can beat War for Wakanda today, which I probably can, I'm probably going to dive into 12 minutes. What am I doing tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow or Friday. I don't know. But, um, hopefully, yeah, I think this weekend I'll probably be doing some destiny catch up before the season ends and then, uh, right. some 12 minutes. So we'll see if I can beat it by next week, but got a few things to clear out before next week. So yeah. excited though. Definitely. Definitely. We'll see. With that, though, it is time for bots. Bots, 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 bots. Kevin, you beat Mass Effect. <clears throat> I did. The game that you believed and were told would be a Kevin Diaz-ass game. Before we get into any spoiler territory, yes. very brief general thoughts. One, would you recommend the game? And two, did it live up to the hype? Yes 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 to both those questions um i would i would recommend this game like i was really taken aback at how much i'm loving the world when they describe certain things of the world like i i love the concept of like a mass relay right i love the nature of this cycle that they're talking about which we'll get into more in depth and everything and all that um i love also the way like some species like come to be kind of and like what their culture is right i love learning about these different species and like what kind of like where their line of thinking from a cultural standpoint started from Mm -hmm. and where they're at today right like um uh i need to tolly right like yeah tolly in the game yeah yeah how like they're like birth kind of on this very very like clean like very 
you know, not dirty like ship and they're meant to go out when they're old enough to go on this like voyage where they have to bring back something of value to a clan, I guess you can say, or like group in their culture that they want to be a part of and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, you know, little things of like, oh yeah, like how like that was a serious thing, but now as decades gone by, they treat it more of just like a traditional thing. Like it's rare that you'll ever get turned down and stuff like that. And like they wear these suits because they're not used to the other just like dirtiness of the galaxy right where they're from a very very clean pristine culture like it's shit like that that's like damn like that is so thought out like there's just there's just a lot like you can tell there's a lot of thought in mass effect oh yeah even from like the writing like there there's a lot of deep deep thought in this 2007 game that i love like i i really Groups who really, really love the different cultures and, like, um, you know, it, people were right where it's like, hey, like, after every mission, you're looking forward to not only the next mission, but also to just going on to Normandy and seeing how people feel about what just happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like talking to Caden, like, hey, you know, are you okay with so-and-so, you know, that spoiler, spoiler or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um and all that, like, and and learning learning about the Krogans too, and like that whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's just a lot there that I think is really, really cool sci-fi. It's, 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 it's great. It's great. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. really love any game that does that that has a lovable cast. And like between the actual gameplay missions, it's like, okay, you go to your home base and you can talk to them and you learn more about them and their story. Like, um, Fire Emblem Three Houses does that very very well i think there's a full-blown mm-hmm. progression for each character with some really interesting history and story behind them uh, a lot of it is tragic but like i played nice little republic earlier this year right and that is also bioware and you can see a lot of kotor in mass effect like there is really a lot of that discussion you have a ship you have a crew in between planetary mission objectives you can go back to your ship you can learn about them their history get missions from them to like help you progress on their story arcs um so anytime a game does that i'm a fan and i think that kind of started with my experience with mass effect 2 but you're absolutely right it feels very detailed and pre-planned are you aware that probably a couple months before the game came out there was a novel like a prequel novel no that i think you might honestly be interested in reading if you're not diving into two right away um you you think i should read that before too i mean it was a prequel to one so it like sets up the world right. and some character motivation and stuff like that i think it's about uh oh god i'm black on the guy's name the villain saren saren i think it's about saren i'm pretty sure oh. and it's written by drew carpetian who wrote the darth Plagueis novel and a ton of other star wars stuff i see so if I you're see. not diving to mass effect 2 immediately and you're missing the vibe then you might want to check that out saren too as a villain is very very cool mm-hmm. i like him a lot yeah uh, i yeah 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 we, we can get into spoilers sovereign. now for sure but like yeah what did you think of i guess that's the first question what do you think of more like the revelations that you you find out about um what's going on with him and like what happened to him when you figure out everything with all that yeah like it 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 it's like it's not 
like in a negative tropey way, but it's like damn, like it's it's still like tragic, right? Where where you know Saren was like there. Saren's way of going about learning information about this cycle, right? Versus the, I guess, versus Shepard learning about this, right? And wanting to go about it a different way. They they kind of both want the same ends, right? Like, they, they both want it to survive, right? Like, like they, they both want to survive, essentially, right? But, like, you know, with, with Saren, it's like, hey, let's just side with the winning team mm-hmm. you know like let's just submit has anyone ever tried that we like us as humanity we're we're so quick to go guns blazing and fight have we ever stopped and really weighed like what if we just submit and then Shepard being like hell no like obviously let's not <laughs> like what what are you serious you know and like i think that's a really cool way of going about it where like i feel like they they at least gave i feel a very sane reason as to Saren's line of thinking is just unfortunate that he becomes overcome, you know, with Sovereign and yeah. just just loses the whole plot, really, it, like internally. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think that was a really cool way to do it, you know. And like, really, at the end of the day, it's like Saren was more of just like a mask as to who is the real, the 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 real threat, which is Sovereign and the Reapers. You know, like mm-hmm. I I think it's super cool, super cool stuff. I really, 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 really liked it. Do yeah. you think yeah. the choices you made and his ending will have an impact on two and three at all? Um, or do you think that's one that's like safe from influencing stuff? We're like off of spoilers now, lately, or, or we're we're yeah, we're spoilers. off of spoilers. We're done. We're done. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. We're 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 going in. Um, so it was like a two stage boss fight where I was fighting just Saren, right, and then. It seemed like Sovereign fully took over, and I fought Sovereign, but in Saren's body, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I won't spoil after, your future stuff, by the way. So yeah, worry. yeah, yeah. And then after I killed him, he just kind of just like Thanos style, like phase into dust, um, which I thought was pretty interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it seemed pretty pretty definitive, but at the same time, I think in the first phase of the fight, I killed his organic self right by him falling and he like fell on this like glass shard right so i feel like i killed his organic self the the first time and the second time you're dealing with the with the sovereign ai side Mm -hmm. of him him having cybernetics right so i feel like that would be a little bit more complex to kill and i don't think that i did right because i kind of used the same means as i did with the organic side if you will so I feel like maybe at at any point, and, and like really, Sovereign is is essentially like an AI, right? Am I right on that? Am I right that like Sovereign is 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 kind of like an AI, like like like, like sentient thing? You're thing, in like the Ultron. right. Like, am I in the right ballpark? Yeah, kind of? that's all. Well, I'll I mean, say. like, I'm sure S- Sovereign has a some sort of like central like being, yeah, right, but. It's it's tendrils, if you will. We're just in Saren yeah. for the time, so maybe we just cut off that tendril. And I'm sure there's more that Sovereign's doing, sure. Than 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 what leads on, right? Yeah. Um. So that's like kind of my thought. Well, like I don't feel like we're done with Sovereign. Of course, we still have this Reaper fleet in the dark edges of space mm-hmm. that you know 
if if somehow anyone's able to and also i love that that that's what the keepers were there for i fucking love that too like oh shit the keepers were there so if they need to enable the relay at the citadel they can do that and that's what they're there for that's so fucking cool and also they do just enough to hide people from the citadel learning of the true nature oh bro so fucking cool but um yeah like i feel like we're gonna have to deal with those reapers out there for sure i think that's gonna be something for sure um and i think i might already hate to say it i think i might already know when that happens i think like i think you know obviously i'm gonna just say it you can just nod say yes no whatever you want really but like i think they eventually come when um the intro the mass effect 3 i think <laughs> but i could be wrong on that i don't know but like i think that might be where that actually happens but okay. we'll see um so, but uh, th- that's like the only thing i don't like that's the only thing i know about mass effect was that like i've seen that mass effect 3 intro like a, a couple times mm-hmm. before um off of just like digital foundry and it- just like different comparison shots but like i don't know the context of that scene right but, yeah 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 but maybe that's when that happens i don't okay. i don't know but yeah There's so that. i did listen to your discussion with iraq knight um about the last time you talked to him about it, I think it might have been last week's save slot. But um, mm-hmm. so you picked a soldier. End of the game. I did. Are you happy with that choice, or do you wish you experimented with similar stuff? Um, I feel like I might experiment. Like I was using a lot of my party's abilities, mm-hmm. you know, by just holding R one and like doing their whole thing. Um, so that was cool. But yeah, like I think I might explore a little bit more if the game allows me to. It's, I don't think I'm think glued should, to soldier. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think I'm glued to soldier, um, but I might I might try some things out. I might I might maybe just like go out and try some other stuff. Um, I, I but, don't yeah. want to influence you, but mm-hmm. I will say in Mass Effect Two, okay. uh, Mass Effect Two has my like one of my favorite classes in like any game ever because it's just so much fun to play. Um, yeah, like I think the only thing from any game that could beat the abilities and feeling i have playing this class is maybe a class in destiny and it is in mass effect 2 and i believe it's in one uh the vanguard does that sound familiar no okay maybe it's only in two then but i thought it was in one uh vanguard is really cool because you have some bionic abilities and my favorite one because there's a lot of cover shooting right like um vanguard has an ability where you can turn into this like phase shift like vision into just this purple energy mm-hmm. and then like shoot across the room through obstacles if you lock onto somebody ram them with like a kinetic energy force you build up from traveling across the room and then you like phase back to reality and you're standing right in front of their stunned body and i love to follow that up with a shotgun blast it was so much fun and i love that class so much but. okay so there there is a vanguard class in in mass effect one okay yeah 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 so yeah there's there's other ones i'm sure there's other fun ones but that was the one that like i i loved vanguard like right and i right. am excited to experience an entire trilogy as a vanguard instead of just like one and some of the other one but. yeah yeah interesting was interesting. there another one yeah, that I'll... like stood out to you um honestly not not really like i mean i've 
when it comes to classes, like I've I've always done the kind of just like you know, uh, uh, like master of none, but you know, pretty good with kind of like everything. One of the mill. You're choosing class. Mario in, in the party games. Yeah, that like I'm like soldier and like Borderlands one. Yeah. You know, I'm I guess if the the, the mm, I would kind of say the Titans are kind of like that in destiny kind of not really but like i feel like they're less outlandish than like the hunter or like warlocks like i feel like they're just you know just the just the just the brute force mm-hmm. type of um destiny classes so yeah. i kind of lean that way but we'll see we'll see we'll see i, I might i might mix up with uh mass effect too we'll nice. see but but i just kind of relied on my party to do like mm-hmm. all that crazy shit you know so sure um yeah. i have another question we've been yes. talking about mass effect for far too long to not talk about this part okay. um who did you sleep with no one no one. damn no one i was so i'm i'm trying to really like be in the in the shoes of of you know my boy commander shepherd you're in the shoes and you see all these hot aliens and you're not gonna do anything with any of them here's the thing here's the thing I'm I'm a fresh specter, right? Mm-hmm. The council already did not trust me for the majority of the game, mm-hmm. right? I got to uphold humanity trying to make a positive. I'm really trying to bring humanity to like a a level where every, where where we can be respected in the galactic community. Sure. You know. I just didn't want to fumble the bag by, you know, ca- causing distractions, right? And, right? and 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 you know, you know, like not that not that I'm abstinence. I'm not, you know, I'm sure I'm gonna be fucking soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for the first game, we just, you know, kept kept to the mission. Let's let's, you know, get used to the Normandy. Let's, you know, really get into this. And then maybe perhaps in Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, I find my patented baby girl. You know, we're just gonna have to see. Um, but no one. Re- I mean, I was kind of feeling something a little bit towards Liara, you know, just, just, just. Yeah, they were a little too. bit. I don't know. We we like had some nice conversations, and like she was the one that asked me first, you know. Yeah. And 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 I I I kind of sat there for a little bit, like, damn, okay, like, do I, you know? And it's like I actually kind of don't, you know. I, I'm pretty like, sure Liara is like the canon choice or something. Really? I think I could be wrong on that, but I, I think she is. Yeah, or at least the I one that they like put a big emphasis push you on. towards. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that, but yeah, like I'll just like you know, you're you're a very valuable asset to the team. We are, you know, like like let's just not, you know. Um. So yeah, I I I remain single. You know, perhaps in Mass Effect Two, I find baby girl. If you but... don't in Mass Effect Two, I'll be shocked. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like I mean. No one really called to me like that's what I'm know, saying. VR I was kind of getting there. In yeah, two, but, I will be yeah. surprised if you get to okay. that game without sleeping okay. with someone. Yeah, and like it was, it was kind of a loose like, hey, let's just stick to the mission. Sure, sure, sure. Let's 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 really try to make sure that us humans are putting our best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't cause any problems, right? Sure. Um. So I mean, now that we're done with Mass Effect One, and I saved the council, you know, I I stopped this. Uh, initial sarin threat we learned a lot about the reapers and this cycle right something that humanity has i mean something that any other different um 
species that has elevated with the citadel and all that they never had this foresight knowledge now we do this mm-hmm. could be interesting you know what i'm saying like sure. this could really change the overall uh meaning of the cycle and perhaps we could break it who knows but now that we have all that in play i think now we can probably perhaps date you know and okay. we'll uh and we'll and we'll we'll see what's up i'm now open to applications and mass effect two and three so if you didn't sleep with someone mm-hmm. at the very least who was your favorite party member or two or three Crap. top three party garris members. garris my boy i gotta give it to- yeah a king Good choice. a king shout out to garris real homie yeah garris real homie best. yeah i really really liked garris um i didn't take liara out as much i did towards the end kind of because like there were some places that we were going like ilos that i feel like she would definitely want to go to mm-hmm. and and explore um anything like prothean i feel like she was down for um so i ended up taking her for a while um Kaden a lot as well you know but Kaden more to more so in the beginning it was really after like some events that happened in the middle that i kind of wanted Kaden to just chill out you know so i kind of left them on the on the normandy um towards the middle there um i didn't get a lot of time with tali as much as i wanted to so i'm gonna make that a, l- a little bit more of a emphasis that in me2 I'll take Tali out a little bit more, just get to know her a little bit more, but I didn't really take her out that much. But So I never played Mass Effect 1, so correct me if I'm wrong, but is there ever, outside of like an introduction for a character, an incentive or quest line that's like, oh, it makes a lot of sense for this person, for like everybody on the team? Is that in one? There was one time where I took Tali and Rex to Novaria, and... Tali says something like, oh, man, um, uh, Liara would have loved to explore this place. So I thought that was a way of the game telling me, hey, you should probably go back and get her instead. Okay. So that's when I did a swap at one point. But the the game never like tells you shit like, hey, like you should take these two people okay. down on this planet. But yeah, I think yeah. they have like that baked into the VO, you know, because I, I find it interesting that you say you wish you had more time with this companion because it is like to my knowledge it's like hey you have a mission who do you want to come with you like that's it um mass effect 2 again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoilers but they add a new type of quest called loyalty missions which every character has one and they don't take up time or anything like of progressing the main stuff it's like you can do all of them before credits and I love the loyalty missions so much because they have huge character payoffs. They give you a really good idea of what each team member is like. And that could play a factor into your choices you make as the game progresses. So if you liked that or felt wanting in Mass Effect 1, like you're saying with Tally, Mass Effect 2 makes sure they give you the option to learn a good amount about each crew member. Good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I can, because I can, I mean, one, like I learn, I feel like I, mm. There's there's one mission where we gotta talk about this mission because some some shit went down that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um. But there there's one mission where like I feel like I learned a lot about characters, but like as a whole, I feel like I was learning a lot of. I, I like I feel like I, was, I feel like I was learning a lot about them when I would talk to them on the ship. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just feel like I didn't talk to Tally that much. 
you know, um, overall, like more than I kind of wish I did with everyone else. Gotcha. I mean, more than I did with everyone else. Um, so, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, um, you know what? I want to get right into it. <clears throat> so look, I forgot the name of the planet unless I put it in the thread. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Um, but there was a dilemma that happens in one of the missions. So long story short, right? It was, uh, it re- revolves around us. We're landing. We're on Saren's toes. It's, it's in that like tropical planet. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I can imagine exactly what this decision choice is going to be because this was the, like, I've said it to you before. I experienced Mass Effect 1 through a motion comic that had me make mm-hmm. all of the choices before 2 started because 1 was never on the PS3 until the collection. Right. Um, so the main beats, I know. This, I think, is, yes, I know what this choice is, I think. Man, this was, this was, this was insane. So, essentially what I gathered was that on this planet, Saren took over with the Geth this facility that uh, is very scientific. They've made a lot of breakthroughs, da, 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 right? What they've done is they found a way to cure the genophage. Now, I learned that through Rex, another person that I'd like to take out on many missions before this point. Yes. Good homie, good person. Crogan, you know what I'm saying? Cool race. Yeah, we yeah we had some differences, right? But I grew to really see his perspective, and I I ended up really liking him after our conversations that we had on the Normandy, right? And then it was it was like a few hours before where he told me about the genophage and how essentially it was like this like I don't know if it was like infection or some sort of like ge- like genetic like disease, contamination thing yeah like disease you could say that like stunted their growth and like stunted them from like a physical level right i don't think they could procreate either yeah i think that's it i think that was it but i think there was also more elements of just like them just becoming like a weaker species physically because of this like it was like a hindrance on their whole species right so we get to this planet and saren is 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 or i think did make this cure that took away the genophage of the krogans right so captain kirahi is like yo you gotta destroy that because we can't have krogans on the enemy force like that's insane and while the, while like he was saying that, I'm like, wait, no, like I don't think we should destroy it necessarily. Let's just take it, you know, and let's let's help the Krogans. Like what? I know they're vicious, but hey, if they can be on our side, isn't that better than being on the enemy side? That was that was that was my thought, you know. So Rex obviously is very mad. He's like, no, I, let's not destroy it. Let's let's save it. So this also bleeds into one of the things that I did not love about this game, right? So. As a player, I'm like, yo, Rex, I'm with you, homie. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to destroy this cure. I want to save the Krogans as well, you know. But because I didn't have enough charm, the game didn't necessarily allow me to make that choice, you know. And like, I don't know whether, I mean, I guess you could put blame on the player, right? I guess totally. 
but I feel like I don't know, like, like it's stuff like that. It's like stuff like that that like I feel like I was kind of like heavily guided into being against Rex, even though I had choices of like, hey, let's just chill out, mm-hmm. let's talk about it, because I was hoping I would calm him down, and then it would open up the ability to me to be like, hey, let's find a solution for this. You sure. know, let's 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 try and figure this out, because I don't want. But but then it ended up being like. It's a shoot off essentially between me or Rex, you know. Mm-hmm. Granted, Rex was very mad. In my perspective, I feel like he was warranted on being very mad. Yeah. This is the fate of his people. Mm-hmm. So, I, if he wants to pull a gun on me, I'm not going to hold that against him necessarily, you know. Um, but then, <sighs> I'm so mad about this, bro. Freaking Ashley shoots Rex, murders him was, in cold blood. Was Ashley in your party? Or was I, she on the no. ship? No, actually, no. It was, it was no. Yeah, she was on the ship. Like the game, like threw her in this. I have no idea. Okay, I didn't pick Ashley. But I'm just gonna no, be like, was, dude, if you brought her into that situation, that that's no. On you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was Rex and Caden because Caden was Caden was definitely there. Okay, Caden was definitely there. I, I picked Caden. Yeah, I picked Caden and Rex. I'm like almost ninety nine percent sure because I was confused as to why Ashley was there in the first place. Um, but then like. Um, uh, not Liara. Tali was there too, but she wasn't like in the cutscene. Like, like she was out on some other part of the area that we were at. So Ashley shoots him, and I'm like, "What is your deal? I'm sorry. Are you, are you Commander Shepard? I'm sorry. I thought I was. What? What? Like? And then she was like, "Oh no, it was either him or you, Captain. I didn't. And so I just shot her up for a second. I'm like, you know what? I'm really mad at you right now. Like that that was a line that you crossed right there that I was not down with. Okay. I was trying to figure out the situation. Is okay. that when you found out that she probably has a Confederate flag in her room? Yeah, this is on top of her being racist as fuck. Yeah. Is, that what, is that what made you find out or did you find it earlier? No, I found that earlier because I was I was a little bit like there was a turn where I it in the beginning of the game. I thought Ashley seemed like a very capable soldier. Yeah. She, she seemed like a valuable asset. I forget you know? if I was listening to you in a Arachnid talk or if you, when you first started Mass Effect, were talking to me, but you're like, I like Ashley. She seems cool. And I was like, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I, but I, like, At first, I was like, hey, she she seems like a valuable asset to the Normandy crew. You yeah. know, let's 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 take her on. You know, why not? Uh, but then we started talking in the Normandy. And I was like, wait a minute. You seem. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Like, I got a little salt about that. Well, not like about her, but like I got a little bit of um, it like it like comes to pass that a lot of the crew, and specifically when I was talking to the to the to the navigator, he was like, "Hey, man, like I, I just don't know about letting these other species, you know, just be so close to us." And I, I was just telling him, "Hey, listen, you know what? They are valuable assets. You know, like like they 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 are here to assist us. Mm-hmm. You know, so." You're gonna have to grow up and cooperate. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's it. You know, if anything happens, I'll figure it out. It, it's on me. I'm the commander. But just know that, hey, I, I got you. You know. And so the navigator was able to see that and you know turn his ways. And he was, he, I calmed him down. Ashley, on the other hand, was talking like, oh, this is like. The most advanced ship why would you have other species here like we should be focused on humanity 
and, and, and very much racist. Yeah. Very, very much racist. I'm like, oh, you are, you are racist as hell. Like, yo, damn, like shit. So that was that was the first like negative slam. But then this was just over the edge for me, right? Yeah. So then, where I want to end this whole thing off because I feel like I'm talking too long. Captain Kirihi, where after Ashley murders Rex and all that, you know, comes to pass that we're gonna we're gonna assault this base. Okay, there's gonna be two teams. One's with me. We're going around the back. We're gonna disable the, I believe, the um, AA turrets or whatever, yeah. um, or something like that, so so that we can land a nuke in the place and blow it up. Right. Good plan. Right. But in order to have, in order for that to be successful. We need to have a frontal assault with Captain Kirihi and his men. Was shot to Kirihi, big fan. He 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 gave a a great speech, hold the line, fantastic job, right? But Kirihi suggests that hey, can I have one of your crew members to help me in this assault? So then I'm like, hold up, I'm like, hold up, okay. So listen, I kind of want to kill Ashley, right? Like, right. but how do I do that? Without letting my crew know or the Citadel know, or just keep it to myself. You know, like, how do I strategically get rid of her? Right. So I know, I know that, um, uh, oh, uh, I know Caden is being very, very good soul. He wants to help. You know, I get it. But I was like, you know what? Now, nah, let me, let me send Ashley with them. Right. So Ashley goes <laughs> with them. And so it comes to pass also that while I'm going on my route, to the base that I'm able to mess around with some things to make it to to make their lives easier, right? Maybe disabling communications, you know, etc. So I did have Christian. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I was very much like, hey, let's just do this mission. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're mad about Ashley. Yes, you're you're mad that that will happen. But let's just stick to the mission and make sure it's successful. Right. There was a part of me that did not want to assist them because Ashley was there. And I kind of wanted the chances of her dying to be very real, right? That's what I'm not gonna lie. But at the end of the day, I did make those decisions to help them. I did take out the communications, I, uh, you know. But happy to announce that after all that ends, uh, I made sure that Ashley made the sacrifice play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's that yeah, moment. Like yeah. I, I know it's yeah. like it's like save. Caden help Ashley like something like that right and yeah yeah like so like that's another thing of like where people get upset about like oh my choices don't matter where like I I like that you're playing the smart thing of like okay well the person who's not with me probably has less of a chance so I like that decision making of like hey send her because she'll probably be the one who dies if I have to send anybody right but yeah I like no at the end of the day you still have to choose between the two of them because that is a a specific point where they want you to make a choice this person or this person like even though you like you could have sent Caden with him and you still would have been able to choose between the two of them to save that's a good point too right okay i see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i, I like that. the i, I like the that. thought process i like that <laughs> i just had to kill her yeah, i had yeah. to get her out of here i i i i i couldn't do it no more like yes you sound like mila kunis that's cool I couldn't do it. No, and she then, she had to go. But unfortunately, in mm-hmm. that endeavor, mm-hmm. Captain Kirihi also died. R.I.P. True. R.I.P. But then there's all these people that are like, I swear, no, Ashley's better in three. It's like, I think you just feel bad 
And Bioware felt bad that you were looking out here that you saved a space racist and then they tried to save her. <laughs> like, She's 100% a space racist. That's fact. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the meme. 100%. Um, 100%. I will say I didn't have all the information when I made my decision in the comics. Like, I didn't get to see her dialogue and her interactions with people. Oh, So shit. I chose to save her in the motion comic. Okay. Okay. And then when I met her in the game, I was like, I don't remember if she came across that way, but I remember like having that moment where I realized on the internet, like, oh, she's racist. Like, <laughs> so maybe they tone it down like significantly yeah. into, or maybe I just didn't pick up on it. Cause I was like, what? 14. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you probably made the right choice. You did make the right choice. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people on Twitter were, were very upset that Rex died. I was yeah, very upset bro. too. That was, that was not the intent. I was really trying to save the Krogans. You know, but like, that's the thing too, is that like, I, I think like to some degree, I don't know. How do you feel about this? Like, I don't know if I enjoy like having to fill up charm, which now I'm going to do for two and three. I'm going to just make sure that charm is to the max as fast as possible. Like, I don't know. Like, uh... like I personally like that because yeah, I always invest in any RPG where I have like character attributes, I always invest the majority of my points I'm given where I can like spread out the distribution at the beginning of the game, always into persuasion and charm, especially if it's a game with a lot of dialogue and decision-making because I know my play style. Like if Mass Effect was no shooting and just walking around and dialogue, I'd probably still love it. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that way too. Because I love Telltale, right? And Telltale has very minimal yeah. com- uh, combat, but I like Fallout. Uh, what another uh, Kotor did this as well. I could like spec out that. Like the hardcore RPGs will let you do that with persuasion or charm. I personally always do that ever since like Fallout Three when I tried it out because like I was like oh that will allow me to talk my way out of situations more and i enjoy doing that more than shooting my way out yeah a a very similar thing happened to me on um novaria where like i was trying to talk my way out of things but Mm -hmm. at a certain point like i just didn't have enough charm you know so So, um i like that i'm rewarded for like because the thing is if i'm putting points into that i'm taking them away from like my strength or like my physical abilities so um i do enjoy that i'm rewarded for being able to talk my way out of situations um because i chose to make that stronger for my character than my actual like endurance or something yeah yeah i think i think that just boils down to matter just me just not being used to something like that right um for sure so like i think i don't even think i can say that's a negative to the game because like that just sounds like what you've been saying just like a part of the genre like yeah. it's kind of cooked in there i just haven't really experienced that mm-hmm. um which is fine fair to yeah to like to the extent of like the like the size of the effect that it could have i've never experienced that yeah we're like out i could be blocked out of a decision that like i want to go one way but i just can't right you know um so i've learned my lesson mm-hmm. absolutely so we'll be we'll be definitely focusing on charm a lot first just to make sure i have all my options open sure you know um, um but yeah r.i.p rex r.i.p i guess the only other question i have is uh did you end up leaning more paragon or renegade i was more paragon okay cool. yeah yeah 
I'll jump Paragon. Yeah. I, I um, do the same, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, like... It's, sorry, no. Go ahead. There's definitely times where it's fun to make, like, an evil decision. <laughs> and it's like, it does... Because, like, I know it's not going to affect my standings. Somebody could be like, yeah. mm, you shouldn't have done that. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to forget about it anyway. Because, you know, I'm just going to keep <laughs> yeah. it good, but yeah 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 that's what kind of happened on no varia where like we were supposed to go in get this data from this drive for this one guy and he'll let me have access to the the garage where i can go up to peak 15 or, or whatever it's called and uh oof end up in the shootout you know i i i didn't want to happen guys <laughs> like i'm sorry <laughs> but uh but yeah um a big shout out to captain Anderson as well Anderson's cool He's definitely the homie. You know, he, 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 I mean, you know, without, without really any resistance, did the will of the council and gave me the Normandy, you know, as much as I'm sure he did not want that or whatever. Um, on top of him helping me get the Normandy back, right, to go to Ilos, right, that was a huge thing he did. So I made sure that Captain Arison uh, became one of the council, you know over ambassador udina which he was he was he was not on our side you know mm -hmm. he he thought he was but he really wasn't you know sure. so shout out to captain Harrison, big fan big fan well uh, but yeah very nice. great great for experience yeah i love joker as well yeah Joker's the um, cool. pilot joker's really cool i love that like he has his pass of like you know having this disease where like i think his his lower legs and like his lower half of his body is kind of like brittle and bones and everything and it's kind of like hollow mm -hmm. so he's super sensitive to just like falling and just breaking a bone or whatever um but he's really talented at flying i love that about him super cool guy as well cool guy cool guy overall i like my crew i like my crew i think we 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 really upped the crew stats by taking out the racists you know that's that's always a great thing to see you know what i'm saying um but yeah like i don't think i have any bad apples in my crew watch me say that and then watch my effect you have something crazy happen but um i don't think i have any anyone you know that i don't like on the crew so sure that's good that's good well yeah. uh glad it worked out for you you know um because i think you had plenty of people telling you this from the vibes i think you, you also could tell that like it would be a game you'd love um and i think for, again because two is like one of my favorite games ever so i think for you it's just gonna crank up your experience even more and i'm excited to hear what you have to say about that one for sure but yeah 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 i'm excited mm -hmm. a lot of people told me mass effect 2 is like the pinnacle yeah but we'll see do we'll you see. think you're uh taking a bit of a break before you go into two yeah i think i'm gonna jump into black panther and then iki island you know and then maybe come back in like a week or two you know mm -hmm. i won't i won't wait too long sure. before getting into two but uh well 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 because like i imagine you know after i beat mass effect 2 at that point it might be september we have kana mm -hmm. you know so i might jump into that and then go back to mass effect 3 you know so we'll we'll see we'll see but yeah like d definitely like things that i'm going into mass effect 2 with now i'm paying a lot more uh, attention to charm mm -hmm. and uh i think there was another one under it called like i think intimidation but that sounds like kind of like a bad thing so i think you intimidation know? is it's similar to charm where intimidation i think you want to spec out if you intend on leaning renegade and you want to okay. be like threatening to people and be like do what yeah. i want or i'll fucking kill you like yeah, yeah. i don't want to be that i sure. i don't want to do that yeah no i don't want to do that i don't do that um 
oh, also there was this cool dialogue thing where because I had like a lot of charm, one of like the benefits of it, I was walking up to talk to Anderson. This dude outside of the bar was like wanting me to get drugs for him, right? Because like I guess he used up his like weekly um, allowment that, that 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 like he was allowed or whatever. Mm. Um, but I was able to talk him down with my charm and say, hey, you know, perhaps you need help. And he went to go get help, you know, so shout out to that. Very nice. Um, but yeah, so definitely going to be leaning on charm. I'm also going to be doing those legacy missions. You and the right told me that as well. So I'll make sure to, to, to do those. Um, and yeah, I think I think those are the only two big things that I'm going to focus on going into uh, Mass Effect 2 for sure. And maybe like exploring the classes as well. Right? Solid. Maybe maybe doing that too. But yeah, yeah overall. If if this was the worst, I think we're we're I think we're good for a really good trilogy. Like, Very nice. Yeah, Master One felt like a really really cool start to something big, you know. So we'll see, yeah. we'll see. Oh yeah, fuck them Reapers, you know for sure. Absolutely. Well, I think that will probably wrap up this episode of Gamescast. So Kevin, in the meantime, before next week, we got a lot of events next week. I think next week is yeah, do Gamescom. We have- so. We have Gamescom, and don't we have... Um... Destiny 2 is on the 24th. Yeah, There's that... an Xbox show on the 24th. Gamescom opening night, I think, is the 25th, I want to say. Damn. So was that Wednesday, Thursday? Or so. Thursday, Friday? I think Wednesday, Thursday. We'll see, we'll see. So I bet. Sounds cool. Uh, until then, though, where can everybody find you? YouTube.com says Plays in Source. Uh, you can watch my Metal Gear ranking. It's unpopular. It's very unpopular, but it's the honest truth, you know? Uh, look out for the Blue Box Game Studios Conspiracy Part 3. Going to like, just go over everything that we've learned so far, just where we're at at this point. Um, I think we're at a very interesting point in this whole saga. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see what else shakes up. I really just want to have it all just documented. you know. So this is really what it is. You know? Maybe I blend them all together and make a documentary about it. Who knows? Yeah. But um, you know, there is that. And uh, yeah. Uh, Saves a lot podcast on Sundays. Definitely go check out that on podcast services, Twitter at PSOurseVids, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, I know I still owe you guys a resistance to stream series. You know, does that happen today? Who knows? And by today, I mean Wednesday. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I do. Maybe maybe I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Very nice. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Chun2D2, as well as here, youtube.com slash joyclicks for the video version of Gamescast in the Gamescast playlist alongside the playlists for Longplay Club. You can see Kevin's week-to-week thoughts along with myself, Omar, and Jack Martins on Melgar Solid there. Stay tuned. Planning out the next chapter of Longplay Club. Uh, working on that in the, in the behind-the-scenes, so look forward to that. Um... And yeah, you can check out this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your podcast service of choice. Rating and reviewing will help us out if you can. It takes a quick second and helps the show find more people. If you want to get involved at the monetary level, patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. $5 tier will give you producer credit on this show and every show, like Aaron Easton and Charles Applin. So thank you very much. And that wraps up another Gamescast next week. We got some new games coming out, so we will probably have impressions on some of those as well as whatever's going on in games. So look forward to that. But until then, it's pizza time. Pizza time.
Oh, I was like, real. <laughs>